Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message from our lead pastor, Zion Douglas, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. But today, today we start... Uh, finally, we start a our vision series, our, our, our theme series for 2020. If you're here at Envision, you would have hear, heard a part of it. But uh, first and foremost, I want us to open up our Bibles. We still bring our Bibles to church. That's still something that happens. Uh, or you can open up your phone. That's fine too. And uh, open up your Bibles or your phone to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 and 4. And then also put your thumb in Ephesians chapter 5. And this is what it says. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Someone say, rushing winds. A rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I believe, I I truly believe this and something that I've been praying and just hearing from the Lord for these, uh, at least a year and a half, that there's 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 a new wind coming. And it's not just for 2020, but it's for this year and beyond that there is a new wind of the Holy Spirit. There is a new wind of the Holy Spirit. It is a new wind of the Holy Spirit for Life Church, Palmerston North. And there's a new wind of the Holy Spirit for people in Perth, Australia. There's a new wind of the Holy Spirit for people in Indonesia, America, the United Kingdom, all across the world. I believe and I've been seeing that there is a new wind of the Holy Spirit ready to blow. It's what the Holy Spirit means in New Testament, Ruach, and it's the breath and the winds of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit really, really means it's a breath. It's a wind. And I I believe this new wind is coming so that we can do three things. The three things I believe are attached to this. And the first one is it so that we'd be aware of Holy Spirit through worship. There'll be a greater awareness of Holy Spirit during our worship. Secondly, we'll be alive in the Holy Spirit. We'll be alive in the Holy Spirit by having personal purpose. And thirdly, that we would be available for Holy Spirit to do the miraculous. And I really believe that the, whole, the world doesn't need another definition. It doesn't need a, another denomination of Christianity. The world right now, what the world truly needs is a demonstration of Holy Spirit. We, we, don't, we, don't, need, we don't need more stuff. We need more moves of the Holy Spirit. And if you open up in Ephesians chapter 5 and 14 to 21, it says this. This is why it says, wake up, sleeper. Anybody sleeping next to you? Time to wake up. Wake up, sleeper. Anybody got teenagers this morning? Just read this verse to them. Put it on their door. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. That's a verse right there for someone this morning making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And verse 17, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that, the, that what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, 
which leads to debauchery. And then New Living Translation says, because that will ruin your life. I think it's a good way of putting on it, uh, putting it. Don't get drunk because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And what does it say right after that? Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What I want to speak on this morning as we start our three-part series around a new wind is a new wind of worship, a new wind of worship, a new wind of worship. Let me pray. God, you're so good. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Vaughn. As a, as a, as a lot of you will know, uh, a few weeks, or actually the week leading up to uh, myself and Sophie's induction as, as lead pastor, something uh, came into my world that really tested the, uh, the kind of uh, solid nature of my, one of my really key relationships, and that is with football. And... Uh, and, and so on the Tuesday, I believe, or Wednesday, leading up to the induction. So we were being, we were being inducted to become uh, the lead pastors. Well, it was an amazing time. And I uh, had family coming down and flying in, and that was awesome. And I uh, played this game of football. And uh, during the game, I was running around, and I went to turn, and then I heard a crack. I was like, oh, no, that's not good. And I went to run the other way just to kind of run it off as any Kiwi would do. And uh, I started to say, ow, 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 until I couldn't really go anymore. The bad thing about that is that for the last couple of weeks, I'd just been kind of getting into the gym and it'd been going quite well and getting into a rhythm and it was really quite awesome. And so that really kind of put a stop to that until uh, just, the, just this last week, I got the big thumbs up that it was all okay, amen? So you can stand on my foot, you can jump on my foot. I'll be doing handstands and all that sort of stuff because the foot is a-okay. Awesome, that is right. That is right, that is right. But a couple of weeks ago, because it was getting better and it was all okay, I'd uh, started to get back into the gym once more and Sophie's brother, who's a personal trainer, has been, has been helping me with that and showing me the right techniques and what to do and, you know, when to do this and when to do that and don't do this and do do this. And it was awesome. It's been really helpful. But the thing I've noticed uh, as I've been kind of doing this over the last two weeks, and let me tell you that I am right now very aware of some of the muscles in my body that I was not aware a few weeks ago. For the last few weeks, I've just kind of, kind of taken it easy and kind of just continued on and not bothered about necessarily going to the gym because I couldn't really do much. But now I'm in this place, and, and especially a week ago, after a week of going to the gym, that I could feel literally every, every muscle. I don't know if the muscles yet, but I could feel everything in my body screaming out to me saying, hello, Zion. Thank you so much for taking any notice of us right now. We are here if you haven't noticed it, and we are in pain. <laughs> became very aware of all of a sudden because I started exercising what I had, and that became something that really became something that I could not ignore anymore. And as a church, it's a Strange thing that happens when we know about Holy Spirit, and we are going to be talking about Holy Spirit. It's a strange thing when we, when we talk about Holy Spirit, when we 
sing about Holy Spirit, when we even study about Holy Spirit, but we can become very unaware of His presence so easily. I mean, I know this is a charismatic Pentecostal church, but I know for sure that sometimes in my own life, for sure, I've walked into this church and some great things have been going on. Someone's crying over there. Someone's, you know, on their, on their face over here. The worship leader can't speak because they can't, they're just so full of the Holy Spirit. And I've been in the presence of God and I've kind of just been walking around, but at the same time, I haven't been aware truly of what was going on. What happens, I know for sure, is that there is something that happens when the people of God come together and begin to worship. There's just something that happens, and it's undeniable. You can't explain it. You, you, you don't know how it comes about, but there's something that happens when people like today come together and we say, we are going to worship the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, they all came together in one accord, and suddenly the wind of Holy Spirit came. And Paul to the church in Ephesus, he was, he was speaking to them in the, in the passage of Scripture in Ephesians, and he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit and sing and worship by making music from your heart to the Lord. And there's just, again, something that happens when God's people come together to worship the Lord. Not just when we're together in the same location, but when we are all together in one accord. I mean, you could have come in here this morning and you could have, you could have walked in this place, but really you could have been physically here. But when it comes to a spiritual level of unity, you could be on the outskirts. You could be sitting right in the middle of the auditorium. But in your heart of hearts, you know that you're not really in one accord with everybody that's around you. And I'm believing that this year, that as we worship, our awareness of Holy Spirit will be unlike it has ever been before. I just get a sense and I can, I, I've just been feeling and I've just been seeing it lately in my own life that as we are going to worship as a church, we're no longer going to be a people that are doing all this exercise with no results. We're not like people that go to the gym and kind of do all that sort of stuff, but it has no effect on our body of our, of our own. But I know that this year will be a year that as a church, as we step into worship, that there is going to be something that we cannot describe, but we know that Holy Spirit is here among us. What I'm not saying is that Holy Spirit isn't already present and among us. I'm not saying that Holy Spirit hasn't already been here for the last 38 years of life church being in existence. But what I am saying is that the, where the Holy Spirit has only been present, I'm believing that for you this year, His presence will be revealed. For, I think that's a, such a big difference for Him not just to be around you, but for, him to, for you to be aware, aware, aware that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you can't deny it, you can't explain it, but you just know that the presence of God is in the house and He's ready to move. I know that Holy Spirit can reveal Himself to us as a church, but there's just something, it's just an amazing anointing in the room when the Holy Spirit is among us, when we're worshiping together, and we just know that He's, that he's here with us. And what I'm asking you today is, can we allow Holy Spirit to be revealed to us personally? I mean, I can get up here and I can spit and shout and do all I want and read from Scripture till the cows come home. 
But really, it won't do anything in our own lives until we personally make a decision for Holy Spirit to be revealed in our lives. The fact is, we don't have to go out seeking Holy Spirit. He's not hiding in a cupboard or shut away in a cellar. Holy Spirit hasn't left the room and forgot to tell you. He hasn't got up, stolen your car, and gone down to the plaza to hang out with all your friends. Holy Spirit is here right now. Holy Spirit is present right now. Holy Spirit is available right now. And all that is needed next is your ability to be aware. In Psalms 139, 7 to 10, it says, I can never escape from your spirit. Isn't that a great thing? I can never escape from your, pres- from, from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I, go up to, if, I, if I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the Father's oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. And C.S. Lewis once said, it is in the process of becoming worshipped that God, communi- God, that God communicates His presence to man. Let me say that again. It is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates His presence to men. In John chapter 4, a well-known verse from 23-24, it says, But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshippers. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Let me tell you, I think we've almost got the truth stuff down. Let, let me tell you, I mean, I, I, I kind of opened up my Spotify the other day and I looked through some of the songs and I was kind of like, I wasn't like, a, wow, this is awesome. It's now going to the stage of, oh my goodness, there are so many songs. And there are so many songs that I'm sending to Cody and myself and Cody, we kind of get together and I'm sure Cody and a lot of the worship team get together and they just hear a song and it's just like, this is a song that we need to do in our church. Oh my goodness gracious. This is such an incredible song. I was listening to a a song last night. uh, What was it called? From uh, Graves to Gardens, I believe it was. If If you if you remember that, go make sure you go home and listen to that through the week. It's an incredible song. I was listening to the song. I was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. I went out to church to declare the song. And then I went and scrolled down a little bit further and I saw another song called The Blessing. I was like, I love that song too. And the truth is, is that we've got so much talent in our world and so many uh, avenues to be able to seek out wisdom. I mean, we've got the most incredible courses through Life Keys where you can get the truth of the Word of God into your life. It's no problem. You can look up any preacher in the world. I mean, you can look up Brian Houston's and your John Piper's and your, all of them. You can look up any, any speaker in the world and there's so much truth in our world that you can go and seek for yourself. But what I fear is that we can have a, have a church that is so full of truth, but lacking the Spirit. That we can have a church that is so craving the truth, I love the fact that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us here listen to podcasts and I'm sure a lot of us go online and, and watch preachers and listen to things and that's a fantastic thing for you to do. But what I don't want us to do is just to fill up our head, just to fill up the, our heart with all the stuff about the truth of God without actually experiencing it in the Spirit. We've got to be a church that knows the truth because the truth sets us free, but then activate it by the Spirit to make a difference to the people around us. 
Come on, church. We can't just be a people that know it all, but can't activate it within us. John Piper says, true worship comes only from spirits made alive and sensitive by the quickening of the Spirit of God. You were not made to be aware of Holy Spirit when everyone else, everyone around you was not. You You were made, sorry. You were made to be aware of Holy Spirit when everyone around you is aware of everything else. There's so many things to be aware of in our world. There's so many things that, does, that, are, that are taking our worship. But I want us today to make sure as we head into this year, as we go further and experience more of the Holy Spirit, that our first craving, our first port of call, our first thing that we are worshiping is always God. And for Him to reveal His Holy Spirit through that. And how does one achieve sharper senses physically? Some people are born with certain senses sharper than others. An example of this would be uh, training a, a, a detective that just notices things that nobody else notices in the crime scene. Often a musician, if you're a musician here, God bless you. Because sometimes the worship time can be a time where you could just need to shut off everything and just focus on God. I know for myself, uh, playing the guitar for a few years here at church, I need, to, I, need to make a, I need to make a stand. I literally sometimes take a step forward when I say I am not going to be focusing on all the practicalities anymore, I'm going to step forward and physically, kind of taking a physical and spiritual step to worship God. But, but, but worship uh, musicians can be just so aware of what is going on in, the, in, in, in music. Even uh, wine experts. I mean, I, I'm not a wine expert. I don't even like wine. Don't judge me for that. They can just taste the differences between certain types of wines. Perfumers, people that work in perfumers. So Sophie did that for a wee while a few years ago. Have a sharp sense of smell that can detect scents that the average person cannot. When somebody puts a scent in front of me or two scents in front of me, I say, great. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. But I'm sure if you're a, a, a lady or if you're, even if you're a man and uh, you like your smells, you can probably tell the difference between them. But the Bible makes references to our spiritual senses. David tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good in Psalm 34.8. Job in chapter, eight, uh, chapter 6 speaks of using his taste to discern perverse things. In Matthew 13, we hear Jesus talking about people hearing but not understanding, seeing but not perceiving, their hearts being dull, barely hearing with their ears and having their eyes closed. Hebrews 5.11 speaks of having much to say and it is hard to explain since you become dull of hearing. These aren't speaking of our physical senses per se, but rather spiritual senses that over time can be, can be dulled, especially when it comes to worship. That's the, that's the main thing I want to get across today. I would hope that this can be a place when you can't help but be aware of a shift in the Holy Spirit when people start to worship. I reminded straight away of the story of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. And it's amazing they were thrown in prison for something that wasn't even their fault. And their first reaction to it is, we're going to worship. And in verse 25, it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And guess what? The other prisoners were listening to them. In verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. If there is a spiritual metaphor for what I believe to see in the church of today, it is this, that the foundations will be, will be shaken and that the chains will come loose. Paul and Silas worshipped, then the supernatural took place. 
I remember for the first time when I really experienced the Holy Spirit in a way that kind of knocked me off my feet. Okay, when it literally, when the Holy Spirit literally knocked me off my feet. I was 13 years old and I'm going down to a, a youth conference in, in uh, Wellington. And I turned up there and it was the first night of worship and I was a little bit late and, and, uh, and I kind of lost my, the guys I was supposed to be with, some older guys that were meant to look after me, uh, decided that that was inconvenient for them. And so I was going through Wellington trying to find my way to the Wellington Town Hall and I got there and everybody was in there and it was jam-packed and being a little guy, short in stature, I used to be a little bit more skinny in those days too. And I kind of snuck my way in. I remember literally going under people's legs to try and get as far forward as we could because back in those days, it was a thing of Thrive Youth to make sure that if we're going to be in the room, we're going to be at the front of the room. No offense, back row. And uh, so I did that, and I remember getting to the front, and they were singing the song, and the praise had already been, and, and the song came on that was uh, called Beautiful Savior. I love this song. Every, every, I listen to the song all the time. I put, on my, I put on my headphones, and sometimes I just start to cry and, and then just make sure that Sophie doesn't see it. It's like, oh, I'm a man. I can't, don't, don't let her see it. No, I'm kidding. And uh, in the song, Jesus, beautiful Savior. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. And uh, I remember singing that song and just standing there in awe, and I could just feel, I was just aware that there was something different about the room. And I turned up late, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of hype. I'd been in a lot of youth conferences where it was all about hype, but I knew that there was something different about this moment. There was something different. It was a stillness, but there was a weight. And then I remember as I stood there singing these words, and I didn't even do anything. I, I wasn't emotional, but I just started bawling my eyes. And all through that time, I think I've shared about it before, Holy Spirit was saying to me, Zion, I love you. 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 And I was just like, stop, stop. <laughs> and everybody looked at me, or not everybody, but people that were beside me looked at me, what's wrong with Zion? I said many things. But at this moment, I just, I just didn't know. And then it was like somebody pushed me over. I just fell over. And I remember waking up, and I was literally being dragged by my youth leader <laughs> outside. He didn't know if I was having a seizure or an experience with Holy Spirit, so he just took me, you know, trying to just make sure that I was attended to, and we sat outside, and, and uh, I was just still just crying, and I couldn't, couldn't contain it. I didn't know what was going on, but I just knew Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and he just prayed for me and prayed for me and prayed for me. There's something that happens when we're aware of Holy Spirit in the room. And I'd hate for this to be a place, I'd hate for this to be an auditorium where we can do all the right things, but have no power of Holy Spirit. Where we can say all the right words, when we can have the greatest of transitions. And I love our worship team, I love our team that serve, and we will bring our absolute best, as we spoke about last week, that our commitment is to bring in our best. But it doesn't just stop there. We don't rely on our experience or our skill or our charisma but we rely completely and totally on Holy Spirit. And we make sure that when we have the opportunity to, we worship to become aware of what He is doing in the room. Psalm 16, 7 to 8 says, I'll bless, which means worship really. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Instructs me I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for He is right beside me. 
So how do we become, we become more aware of Holy Spirit as the team comes up? Thank you, team. Firstly, our worship takes our eyes off ourselves. Our worship, first and foremost, takes our eyes off ourselves. The greatest way that we can spend our lives is being, being aware of the Holy Spirit is to be continually focused on Him, to give Jesus our attention, to give Jesus our thoughts, to give Jesus our words, to give Jesus our passion, to give Jesus our time, to give Jesus just a moment, to give Jesus our bodies and surrender. Our worship makes us less focused on our own ability and very aware of His. Worship takes our awareness from our own feelings and our own thoughts to the presence of Holy Spirit. Secondly, our worship declares truth over our reality. We can so often allow our thinking that is based on past experiences to define our perspective on the authority of the Word. I know it's a lot of words right there, but really what I mean by that is we can allow what has happened in our past to filter how we see the Word of God. In 2 Corinthians in chapter 12, 9 to 10, Paul is speaking. He says, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength, which is the word dunamis, it, it, it's dunamis, dunamis means explosive power that comes from God, is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And it's not the same word for strength that it was used before, dunamis. It was, it's, it's the word dynamis, which means an imparted strength. So because of His explosive power, because of His great anointed power that comes from heaven above, we can be imparted with His strength. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's not saying that for when I am weak, I'll go to the gym, get jacked up and be able to run as fast as I can. It's not talking about your endurance physically or anything like that. It's not talking about anything in your ability. It's talking about an impartation from God. Holy Spirit imparts strength to us. It's not strength of our own. It comes from Holy Spirit. And lastly, as we stand to our feet, thank you, church. Our worship tunes our ears to His leading. Our worship tunes our ears to His leading. And I want to say that we're all going somewhere. Everybody today, you're probably going to Mecca's or a cafe or a home straight after this. And you probably have a GPS trying to guide in the way if you haven't been there before. But we are all going somewhere. The question is, in your life, in our lives, and what we are doing individually, what are we allowing to lead us? John 16, 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak of it on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. What has Holy Spirit been saying to me that I haven't been listening to? Let's be aware of Holy Spirit this, this year. For the rest of our lives, let's be aware of what He is doing. Let's not go another moment through another service and uh, raising a family, going into a workplace, whatever it may be, without being aware of Holy Spirit this year. We're going to sing a song just in a moment. It says this, let us become, and we sang it before, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us become more aware of your presence. He's already here, church. He's here right now. All you need to do is lift up your, lift up your eyelids. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. 
Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. And as we sing this song, as we declare it with, with all that we have, whatever you need to do to become more aware of his presence today, how about we just worship and worship and worship and become more aware and more aware and more aware of Holy Spirit. These are new winds that He's wanting to breathe out on this church and every person, on every son, every daughter, every man, every, every, every wife, every grandfather, every grandmother, every person here, there's a new wind Holy Spirit wants to breathe. But first and foremost, we need to be aware of where He is and what He is doing and where He's leading us. Come on. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.